Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Kyrie Lame is now the biggest TikTok trader in the world with over 142.8 million followers. Even with all the positive stories of black women getting into IT, the pay gap between white men and black women is actually widening. Eminent Future and its black founder and president Isaac Barnes were recently awarded a $13.4 billion defense contract with the U.S. Air Force and U.S. Space Force. And in a post-rural America, you've got to be careful with and protect your search history, location data, text messages, purchase history, and more because your online profile can be used against you when making healthcare decisions. Got all this and more in episode 41 of The Tech Job. From Columbus, Ohio, I'm your host, Rob Dunwood. And coming out of Philly, it's your girl, Tech Life Steph. And out of Atlanta. Everybody to keep their heads up. Sorry about that, Terrence. I just wanted to encourage everybody to keep their heads up. You ain't, you ain't sorry. <laughs> I am sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all know what it is. This is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech, a.k.a. Uh, never let contractors catch you slipping. <laughs> <laughs> I had a uh, contractor over here. Well, not a. I mean, I say contractor. I had a company come over, give me a quote on a on a pr- project, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't know if I'm feeling that price." The dude was like, "Yo, I do a little money. I do a little something on the side. So you know, uh, if you want to do a little something, if you want to negotiate, I'm like, all right, now you now you talking my language. You talking my language." So we, we came in on a price. He was like, all right, well, let me just cancel this on the business side. And then me and you can square with the whatever, whatever, with, with the, with the, woo. the so I was like, all right. So I was like, all right, cool. Right. So then after we, we square up, he calls his guy who was actually doing the work, shoots him a price. He's like, can you do it today? We square up. We get everything uh, set up. <laughs> My man, about two hours later, calls me back. And was like, yeah, I just want to let you know the guy's going to be able to do it today. Um, he's, he's probably going to come out and take some measurements or whatever. And then you probably got to go with him to Home Depot to pick out the materials or whatever. So I'm like, well, I mean, if, if that's what he wants to do, make sure whatever, whatever is fine. Time goes by. It hits me. I'm like, so I text him back and I hit him with the, just want to confirm to make sure. The total cost of the job mm-hmm. is X, Y, and Z. And he's like, so then he calls me back. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, yeah, that's the total cost. I'm like, just to make sure you hear me, the total cost, labor and materials. Oh, well, well, you got to make sure, you know, when I, when I say total cost, that don't include materials. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you told me the total cost of the job was going to be X, Y, and Z. It, that's different than labor and materials. 
So I was like, all right, well, let me cancel. Let me hold off on this job. But if your boy still want to come by, I got another project for him that I know I'm not going to be able to do myself. This job with this, I'm telling you now, uh, I may do that myself. <laughs> so the dude that's actually doing the work comes over to the house and I'm like, yo, I would much rather deal with the guy who's doing the job than all these other people. And he was like, well, if you ain't got a problem with it, I got a problem with it. So he quoted me the real price to do the job, which was much less than of course. company A, homeboy B, and then <laughs> the contractor. So I finally got three levels deep to the main dude who's actually doing the work. So me and him did the deal and I got my job done for almost 70% less. So <laughs> all that to say, yeah. <laughs> these contractors, these companies, they these trying to get their little markups. They, they trying to get their little markups. They trying to get their little overheads. Cut, and then you got to cut through, like, like Sorry said, cut through the middleman, get down to the actual person doing the job, talk to them about how much it's going to cost, what's included, how long it's going to take. Because these other companies, they don't know, and they're just trying to get their money. Right. <laughs> and it, you need to bring out a, you know, like a, a document with words to make sure that those words mean the same thing. Right. Like That's when what you I'm say saying. total price, total, co- total cost, total of cost. Job. And then, then cause, because what he, what happened was, what I think happened was, he told me, because he don't know what he's doing, he told me a price. He talked to the contractor dude. The contractor said it's going to be X, Y, and Z, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. He didn't factor that into the price he told me. So then he tried to backdoor it and make it seem like the number he gave oh, me was just for the, the labor total. Mm-hmm. It was just the labor total. Right. And he wanted me to pay for the materials. I'm like, no, that should eat into your profit margins. That shouldn't eat in how much extra I got to pay. I would have no problem if you said labor and materials is going to be this number. No, you said total cost. You didn't say nothing about labor plus materials, which I have no problem with. But don't try to backdoor it after I after we agreed on the total price, (laughs) not the total price of labor, the total price. (laughs) But let, let's go ahead and get into some of these tech stories. And the first one that I wanted to talk about, I'm actually going to just read a headline. I want to show you how easy this is. Mm-hmm. Cobby Lame is now the king of TikTok, having amassed the most followers in the world. Real simple. Super. This, you're telling the story. Could have even who, put in. It's it like the, the basic W's. Who, what, where, when, why? Like that's journalism exactly. 101. Could, he, could have told you the number, you know, how many he has. Could You know, could have done that. The thing was, the person who was now the most followed person on the biggest uh, application, or the, I should say the top app, uh, and the number one traffic website in the world is a broad named Cobby Lane um, from, I think he's initially from Senegal, but he lives in Spain now. I think it's, it's easy to say. I'm sorry, what'd you say? I think he's in Italy. He's Italy. In Italy. Okay. But in the New York Post... And when I put this on Twitter, I didn't even link to them because I don't want to give them any shine at all. They just had such a blatant dog whistle. So what is her name? Um, Charlie D'Amelio. Is that how you say it? D'Amelio. D'Amelio. She was number one. Her name was in their headline. He is now number one. She's number two. His name wasn't. They referred to him as laid off factory worker. (laughs) It's like what the f? I mean, f- for real? <laughs> it's like well, y'all know what stuff time is. Y'all know what time is. Like I said, one number one considered the source. 
Consider the yeah. source, number yeah. one. I don't right. know who be New watching Post. New York Post like that. And number two, y'all know what time it is. They click baity trying to get, they know how to play the game and they get us hooked, line and sinker. And they time. knew that Black Twitter was going to be outraged. They and know what time it is. was going to retweet and engage with it, even though it was, you know, outraged. They knew. But for him, though, I think, you know, Black Twitter had their, you know, we had our moment, but for everybody else in the world who True. is not mm-hmm. a part of black Twitter, right, this right. hurts him significantly mm-hmm. because a lot of people only read headlines, mm-hmm. you know, to number one at all, but, but to make a determination about whether or not they want to click the link in the article. And, you know, this, this would have, if, if I didn't know who this person was already, this probably wouldn't motivate me to want to read this article and find mm-hmm. out who this person is and possibly go follow him, All you right. know, because I was interested in his content or whatever. And, and that's the part I have a problem with. Like you, you, you messing with this dude's bag basically mm-hmm. by this, by making this headline the way you made it. And and I don't think it wasn't intentional. No, it was, it was definitely, it, it was definitely, <laughs> they intended this. Uh, there's no question. Um, I think that they actually said, how can we get clicks on this? Like you mm-hmm. said, Mm-hmm. Let's let's dog whistle this title and we'll get generally people who don't l- usually look at our stuff. will be looking at our stuff because they're upset with it. There's no question in my mind that that is, you know, that was the design. This, there was no accident. Absolutely. Uh, you know, in this. And unfortunately, in, that's like a lot of media outlets, even legitimate media outlets. Oh, yeah. Clickbait is the strategy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Literally, clickbait is the strategy. For whatever reason, good or bad, you know, outrager, whatever, it, just because that's what's driving revenue these days. And it's it's just sad that this is what we get and we continue to be disrespected and disregarded in this way, um, all for the dollar. You know what I mean? And it may not be it, quite possibly two things be true at the same time, but it may be it could also just be a straight clickbait thing and not necessarily a less uh Let's bring race into the issue. There's a uh, tech um, website that gets a lot of one of the more popular ones, and they don't even do traditional sub uh, titles anymore. Because when I used to do blogging and things like that, it was like be like you said, who, what, when, where, why, right? Be real succinct, real specific. Keep it as short as possible. But this <laughs> this uh, tech website that I follow now. They just don't care. They'll just put a whole paragraph in the title. They'll be like, guess what? Uh, iPhone users are mad at now. You know, uh, you mm-hmm. find out now the details all in the title. I'm right. like, Click y'all ain't even, it ain't even, y'all ain't even trying to like, y'all come not up with even that. trying. <laughs> it's well, it's they, crazy. They know it, it is an absolute, uh, you know, numbers game. They need as mm-hmm. many clicks as they can get because ultimately when you, you, you want to see that, I would say nine times out of 10 or probably even more than that. Nine times out of 10, you're looking at this on, on Google. Maybe you're looking at it on Bing. Maybe you're looking at it on DuckDuckDo or something like that, but you're looking at this in the search engine. So if the, you, you need to tell people, he, here's the news that we want to get out to you. Please click this link. I mean, they're, you know, that, that's ultimately where they're doing. When you see that whole paragraph there, because they know that most people are just going to scan those headlines mm-hmm. and keep it moving. So they're trying to catch you with the whole story, hoping that you're going to click. So now you start seeing their ads. And I feel like they didn't even probably, they probably didn't even want to write this story. I mean, I don't think any mainstream media outlet ever wants to write that 
a black person has overtaken a white person in anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I think they probably just didn't even want to write the story. They were like, who cares? Nobody even knows who Kaby Lame is, even though 142, three point whatever million people seem to know who he is. Um, and, and this was their way of, of writing it and, and getting, like you said, getting those eyeballs on it from people that wouldn't have cared in the first place. But that not really showing the respect. Right. But that right. don't mess with the New York Post like that anyway. You know, I didn't even click on it. I, I'm, I'm curious to see how the article itself was written, but I just refused to click on the link to go Me see neither. it. And I'm like, Me you're neither. not getting, you're so, not getting my click, but I, so I did read it to see how I, the article. I did read it because I, I just wanted to see how, how much worse does it get? So it took, you know, it, it was like in the second uh, paragraph before they actually said his name. Mm. But what was what was interesting, and I don't have the article right in front of me, um, but they referred to uh, to Charlie as like American sensation, absolutely laid off factory worker who was An the American number one TikToker on the planet, mm-hmm. or the number two American sensation. Mm-hmm. So there's there's mm-hmm. no question in my mind what they were doing and you know, the internet reacted, uh, you know, as, as it should have, but it's just like, uh, and, and, and this really isn't even, the, you know, they're not the only ones who are doing this. We talked back in January, I believe it was episode 19 about, uh, you know, like, you know, the top uh, TikTokers as far as who was making money. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had a whole bunch of folks who didn't look like us who were on that list, even though you had folks who look like us who are, you know, higher in some of them, the numbers. And, you know, like there's, there's a question in my mind right now, that the uh, Demelo sisters are—they're <laughs> making. I mean, they're—they're they're a giant media company they have at this an point. Entire empire, like they yeah. have a show on Hulu. You know, they have uh, their own clothing lines with like Hollister mm-hmm. and Abercrombie and, and things like that. I mean, just just everything for 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 doing just the bare minimum. I mean, mm-hmm. just so basic, talentless. Like just, it's like, what is really going on right now? And, and, and that was the other part that I wanted to make sure we talked about in this story is that, you know, just in, in a conversation about social media in general, where everybody wants to be a content creator these days, everybody wants to be an influencer these days. These numbers don't mean shit. Okay. <laughs> because Bobby now is the most followed person on TikTok. Still not making more money than mm-hmm. some of the other people on the platform, making far less than the Demilios. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. granted, maybe he, you know, what, but it, it, regardless of what the thing is, these companies push these follower counts as mm-hmm. the end all be all metric for mm-hmm. people to find some level of success and blow up. And I'm gonna go viral if I got all these followers and followers, followers, followers. And they're only doing that to to try to trick us basically into continuing to produce content on the or or um similar to how (laughs) you are applying for a job and they want a college degree right but Mm -hmm. typically the job ain't nothing but some data processing or data entry or something totally unworthy of a college degree but saying college degree People who are trying to apply for the job that may trick a lot of folks into saying, oh, I ain't qualified, so I'm not even going to apply. So it's almost like a weeding out process. So maybe these these agencies, these marketing companies, whatever the case may be, are saying X, Y and Z follower post count so they can have a legit out as the well, not legit, a, a reason as to why they're choosing one person over another person to where people like you said, that may not have a whole lot of 
follower count, but have the juice, quote unquote, a company can say, oh, well, we didn't choose them because they didn't have the whatever numbers we were looking for when all the while they really wanted to pick this person anyway, but they just needed a reason not to pick these people who may be a better fit or or may just not look like the people they want advertising yeah, their products. I don't think the brands <laughs> are, are checking for us at all. I'm talking about the the platforms, though. They gotcha. they gotcha. they have you with this gold rush, you know, this feudal gold rush for these followers and and leading you to believe if you get these numbers up all of the you know the, the road will be paved in gold to these right. brand deals right. and that's not that's just not the case right. it's just not this brother got 150 almost 145 million followers and yeah man and granted he making a little bit of money he i think they were saying he gets like ninety thousand dollars per sponsor post so that's not change Oof, no that's not that's not chump change he's, he, he's making much money as, but it's not as much it's not it's as like, much as somebody else who has fewer followers than him right and right. He and when you look at total net worth, I'm sure he didn't make twenty seven point five million dollars last year, which is what the Demilio sisters made. Right. So and they're going to they're going to make more than that this year. Absolutely. And here's here's the other part of it as well. Um, you can you can say, well, he's in Italy. He's not here in the United States. So this is where a lot of this media is being you know being driven from. And it's like, yeah, but. Yeah, These, but. You know, th- there are folks who are here who are still making more money from brands in other places because well, I, I'm not going to say I'm not I'm not you know we, we can all conjecture and, and, and kind of assume what those reasons are, but you know I just I just think back to the commercial that TikTok did where they took his thing of you know you know mm-hmm. basically for those who don't know who Kobe Lane is he is the guy that. You will see someone uh, trying to make a name for themselves on, on on one of these social media platforms doing something simple that is, but they they're doing it, it in a very very complex way. Yeah. He will then watch the video and then he'll just show you how to do it in a very easy way. So like somebody was trying to use a drill to put like a brush on the end of a drill to to comb through her hair, and ended up pulling out a big swatch of the hair. So that's what she does. And then he just takes a brush and just brushes his hair. And it's like this and still has hair on his head. You know, just things like that. He just shows you. And and, and they are funny. I mean, he, he, you know, he is a comedian. This is this is, you know, what he is calling himself. And this is what people should call him. He he is doing, you know, comedic stuff. And it, it, it is quite funny. Um, But, you know, TikTok, they use that in a commercial. The commercial had Ty Lu in it. The commercial mm-hmm. had uh mm-hmm. Allen Iverson in it. It didn't have him in it. Mm-hmm. It's like. You're going to take his stuff, which they are entitled to do, because remember, he's doing Absolutely. this on their platform. So you're on that you know, platform TikTok, at all. You I'm are signing that. You already yeah. signed that away. Yep. So <laughs> yep. TikTok yep. is not doing anything that he didn't, you know, sign, mm-hmm. you know, his rights mm-hmm. away to allow them to do. Uh, but it's just interesting that you're going to go and hire because I promise you that Ty Lu got paid to do that commercial. I promise mm-hmm. you that everybody else in the commercial that showed up in it got paid to do it. That uh, Alan Iverson got a check for that. Who didn't get a check? Cobby Lane. And and so, that brings up the point we got to get as uh content creators, we have to get away from being so beholden to these platforms and that's right. we have to figure out a way to get your content to your people with as little as middleman in between. Because that way you get direct, you can get direct feedback from your consumers, mm-hmm. a whole host of things that are available to you versus you uploading your content to a platform that now owns that content. That now owns it. And you can't guarantee that you're going to get any sort of equal trade off from it right. unless you are 
doing all these crazy things that, that may be outside of what you originally want to do, right. but you're just following trends. You're trying to see analytics of who's doing what and okay, what well, do I guess and I need to do that. And then they switch up the algorithm every day anyway. And then right. get back so in square one. you can do one. all of that and, and it still don't work. You know what right. I mean? And I just want to make sure like any young people um, listening right now that aspire to be influencers or in constant content creators, I think it affects, you know, their mentality a little bit more when they look at followers. Like I, like mm-hmm. I, you know, we were, when we were in DC, we were talking to a, a young lady who was like, Oh my God. Cause somebody, some rapper was there. I don't even know who the rapper was, but he was staying at the hotel we were staying at. And she was all excited because he was verified. Oh my God. He had a blue check and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, like we just place way too much importance on these things, you know, blue checks and follower counts and things like that. And at the end of the day, you know, it really doesn't amount to a hill of beans. I mean, you can, you can exploit it for as long as you can to get whatever you can out of it while you can. But, you know, the, the second they flip that switch on that algorithm, you, you be starting from scratch again. Mm-hmm. When I talk about social media, um, and and I do, I've been doing this more and more. It's a couple of times a month now that I'll be in front of people actually talking about social media, talking about podcasting, doing these kind of things. And, oh, yeah, I'm trying to get my Instagram. It, Instagram seems to be the thing right now for, you know, everybody wants to get their Instagram numbers up. And I tell folks, it's like I would rather have 100 people following me on the email list. Then you know, probably I, I think I'd take a hundred email followers uh, who subscribe to a list who are actually opening and looking at my emails. Mm-hmm. Um, I would trade that for 10,000 followers on Instagram. It's way more valuable because if I, you know, if I can send you an email, I'm sending you what I want to send to you. I can see whether or not you're opening it up. I can actually, uh, you know, interact with you through that. You know, you, you can become a super fan, you know, a, or a super follower. Uh, you know, by interacting with someone, um, you know, you know, through email. Whereas when it's on, you know, what's on Instagram, you, somebody saw it and that, that's all you know. If they, it, unless they click through and it's ridiculously difficult to even get metrics from people clicking through, mm-hmm. um, you know, on, you know, on Instagram, clicking on your bio, because I mean, you can even put a link in Instagram. Um, you know, you've got to do it in your bio unless you're buying ads. So it's, it's just, you know, own your content. It's a, it's a <laughs> own scam. your content. It's a trap. Yeah, yeah, there, there is a, a white paper. I believe the guy's name is Kevin Kelly, uh, 1000 true fans. Um, uh, and he basically goes through, if you have, you know, you know, just to paraphrase, you know, what this whole manifesto that he's written is about, if you've got a thousand people rocking with you, you can make a nice middle income. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, from 1000 people mm-hmm. and, you know, folks are thinking, oh, no, I, I, I got to get 150,000, you know, followers on Instagram. It's like, no, nah, that's not necessarily the way you should go. I'm not saying that you shouldn't get them. I'm just saying that's not the only way there are, there are other ways chasing them. Yeah. You, yeah. you got to be careful about these uh, gurus though. Cause where did you see that? On Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> now, actually, this white paper has been out for years. It came out well joking. before Instagram. Yeah. But, you know, uh, that's people, it, but they be right there talking shit yeah. about the shit that the platform that they own. <laughs> right. Right. And make sure you follow uh, the Tech John on Instagram, please. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and Twitter. Uh, and Facebook. At Robert Tech. At and all the things. At right. All around the web. Um, I will say we, we had a conversation in our group chat about um, fan base. Um, and Isaac Hayes, the third and, yes. and his whole thing. I'm not going to really go too deep into it, but he, he did say one thing that I was like, that's true. He was like, 
you, sh- he was like, you can have followers on Instagram or you can have a fan base mm-hmm. on his app. And there's a difference. There is a difference. Mm-hmm. You you have those people that are loyal, that are paying, you know, that, that, that want to see your content and will come back again and again, repeat customers, basically. Um, there, there is a difference. And, and, you know, I don't know when anybody is gonna, I don't want to say wake up necessarily, but I don't know when that shift is going to happen, but I think that shift will happen. Oh, it's, yeah. we know it's happening because yeah. Instagram is trying to take all that fan base functionality and put it into, in, into their application. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's done, he's hit on something. Mm-hmm. And, um, like I said, I'm not, I'm not stumping for fan base, but something that he said was interesting. It's like, if you're on here and you're interesting, it's impossible not to make money. Because it's virtually impossible. It's, it, it is. It he's is virtually saying. impossible to be. He's like, now, if you're bland and you're not interesting, people ain't going to rock with you. But if people are following you on this platform, the platform, it's from its inception, is designed to allow the creators to monetize their content. That's that's what it's there for. Yeah. Uh, and he's basically just playing, you know, playing middleman in that. So maybe one day we'll talk about that. There, there's some there's some other things that we would need to. We'll have to get him on the show. Well. Isaac Hayes yeah, third. Holla at Tech John. Come on the show. Tell us all about fan base and why we should be there and, and why black right. creators especially um, should be flocking to your platform. Right. Come through. Come through. So, y'all, something that we, we we've talked about, I can't remember how many episodes ago this was, but we were just talking about uh, all the people who are, you know, since the pandemic has started, they have started going into IT, literally changing careers. And when you look online, when you when you when you look at like boot camps, when you look at uh, th- there is a, a popular uh, um, Twitter hashtag, excuse me, Twitter hashtag called uh, Black uh, Tech Twitter. Or it was um, black black tech Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, when I when I go in here, the conversations are generally dominated by women, by black women. But even though that's happening, you're seeing so many black women who are getting into IT, who are who are starting, you know, who are, who are making these career changes, getting into it. There still is a significant wage gap between what white men make and what women in general make, but particularly black. In Latin women, what they make. And unfortunately for African American women, the gap actually increased this year. Uh, whereas before, um, for every one dollar that a white man earned, um, you know, black women were making 94 cents and now they're making 92. Right. And how does that even happen? How do you start? <laughs> how do you just like at some, at any point in time, just start paying people less? That's, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But that's. So, America. It's uh, you know, I don't I don't know what the answer is. There's there's probably a ton of things. There's a ton of reasons um why, but you know, a ton of excuses. But I've always <laughs> excuses don't explain explanations don't excuse. Pay people the same amount for doing the same job. I I don't understand um why company. Well, you know, I don't I don't want to say I don't understand. How we haven't I do legislated understand. that yet. Like right. if anything should be legislated, like equal pay for equal work should be like a given. I don't, I don't especially, understand how we haven't done anything around that. Especially when you can quantify that, you know, it's when, it, you know, right. it's one thing for legislators say, Oh, well, how do we know? You know, well, you know, exactly. You can look at salary reports. You can look at job descriptions. You can look at all these factors and pretty much, I mean, without a data, data analyst degree, 
you know, figure out that across the board, certain groups are making more and certain groups are making less. That's right. As long as you can quantify that, you can legislate it. That's it. And I, I just don't understand how that can still be a thing where you're just allowed to to pay people whatever you want, basically, because like, at this point, you're just making shit up and, right. and, just, and just saying we're going to pay them this. We're going to pay them this. Like it just it just don't make no sense to me. Well, one of the reasons why I believe this still happens is because these companies that are probably the most egregious at doing it are giving the, our elected officials lots and lots of money mm-hmm. to All not change, um, to not change the laws so that, that they're, because right think about this. There. If, if roughly 50% of your workforce can make 8% less, what does that mean for you? That you made 4% more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If ha- you know, you, know it, you didn't make four percent more, you you saved four percent on your workforce, or you you know, or if you just if you want to actually keep them, you know, completely, you know, here's women, here's men. You made eight percent more, um, you know, on the women working for you than you mm-hmm. did the men. Mm-hmm. Um, from a from a ones and zero standpoint, why would I want that to change? Why would I want to pay more money if I can get away with not paying more money? So I'm going to not pay more money as long as I possibly can. Um, I'm not saying. That every company is wired that way. I'm saying that enough companies are wired that way that this disparity between what white men make in tech and what um, black women make in tech, you know, went down two cents. That's what I'm saying. Right. So it is is definitely something that we need to look at. And, you know, whenever you get into these things, you're always going to say, well, there's well, there's these reasons and there's those reasons and there's all these other kind of reasons. There's always factors. They're factors. There's always Mm -hmm. going to be factors to everything. Um, having been a hiring manager for most of my career, I can't believe that I'm saying this, but I am telling folks, particularly in IT, um, I'm not saying just chase the bag because there is enormous, uh, you know, fulfillment and joy in working for a company that's treating you right. Even though, you know, you could go somewhere else and make more. If you're happy where you are, you have to actually take your happiness into account. But if you are like, I need to make more. You should be looking to change jobs every 18 um, to 24 months. Not saying that you do, but you just need to put yourself out there in the market and just find out what you're worth. Because mm-hmm. we hear stories about this all the time. You'll go and you'll ask for a raise, a, a raise that you, you know, that you deserve. And the company, we just don't have it, you know, to give to you or you get a third of what you were asking for. But when you hand them an offer letter from another right. company, right. they tend to find the money pretty quick, mm-hmm. um, particularly in IT. Um, and if, the, and, and if they can't, then you have the opportunity. Now, the thing is, you have to be prepared to move from point A to point B. Yeah. Um, if you're going to do that, be out here playing um, you have to be poker prepared with right. speeds, cars. You have to put that big joker on the table. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you be ready to raise up. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you know, we, we, we have heard story after story of people who, yeah, I literally just went somewhere else and I was making 40% more. Um, doing roughly the same type of thing, or you got yourself a promotion. You know, sometimes it's not even necessarily about the money. It's just for, I want to do more than I'm doing right now. Um, and the opportunity doesn't exist here. Maybe it exists someplace else. So I think that if, uh, you know, if we start to do that, if we start to just think that, you know, after about 18 months to 24 months, Mm -hmm. I am not necessarily looking for a new job. I'm just looking, you know, to see what my skill set is worth on the open market. That can change your situation um, pretty quick and in a hurry. I've seen it happen over right. and over 
and over again. And it just amazes me. Um, it's almost like there's a different budget. There's a different budget, um, for paying people when, when there's an awful letter involved as compared to somebody just asking for what they deserve. That's the secret budget. Yeah, it's crazy. So guys, on this next story here, uh, Terrence, I believe you put this one in here. Um, but, uh, Isaac Barnes, um, started a company. And his company has been awarded was it thirteen point four billion dollars. I think for it's his Stephanie story. Is this was your this story, you Stephanie? Stephanie? Yeah, I had put this oh, in the chat um last week. Just just cause it's it's a you know an unusual thing, but something that I think just needed to be called out. Um Isaac Barnes is the founder and president of a company called Eminent Future. Uh, it looks like they kind of do a software as a service sort of thing, some data mm-hmm. analytics. Um, they help uh federal government digitize records and 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 update their websites with sort of plug and play tools that they've created um and yeah just like you know he's getting paid he has this big contract through the air force and and the newly formed space force um and he has you know in the past uh done some presidential records transition for president obama and president trump um and he's just out here doing his thing man you know and you know i love that he I think he called himself future president or something like that. Cause he, he said he's going to be running for president within 20 years. I was like, do it, bro. Yeah. Cause and, he's a young dude. He's only 39. Yeah, only 39. And he started this old. company back in what, 2009. So, uh, yeah, $13 billion. That's, that's a right. lot of money that's, for a government contract. And I, and I think, you know, people don't look at that. I think, you know, especially trying to get into this whole entrepreneur Silicon Valley tech space. Everybody wants that big exit. Everybody wants that big bag from one of the VCs in the Valley. And, you know, we, we have this sort of archetype of, of, of a successful tech company and it doesn't necessarily include just, you know, plugging away at, at that good government money and until you mm-hmm. get a $13 billion contract, you know what I mean? So I think it's a good example of how else you can be successful um, in the tech space without necessarily needing to chase after VC money all the time and or be a folks. or be a programmer or just yeah. be a developer or just be you know um, yeah like you mentioned you know there's other ways in tech you know we really right. don't really talk about the project managers we really don't talk right. about the sales engineers we really don't talk all about all these people we hear we we hear. You're in tech. We're all oh, you. What what platform? What language you code with? You know, right. there's other ways to get it done. That's right. That's right. And, you know, he he did his thing. He dropped out of college, went to the Marines. I um, was looking at his bio. It's like, man, he almost could be a spotlight. Yeah. Which we do have this week. He could almost be a spotlight. Read the stories like this bro was in, you know, was in college, dropped out, went to the military, moved up and, you know, in the military is mm-hmm. doing all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, him and his boy basically started a company together. And that's the thing is building that better mousetrap is it, you know, being in a government entity, being involved with a government entity like the military, you see, you know, I was working for a government defense contractor and, you know, the amount of paper and and old ass code that I was still dealing with, you know, from code from 30 years ago and stuff like that. And and the 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 Herculean task we had of trying to update, like we were still looking at code in Fortran and COBOL and, and stuff like that in. And, you know, back when C and C++ was a thing. So it's just like if somebody can come in and make it super easy for the government to update all of that stuff all quick, oh, they're going to throw a bag of money at them. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. you, you just build that better mousetrap and, and see 
you know, find the need and, and, and fill it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just thinking he is, uh, he, he, you know, he, his, well, his company, cause it's not just him. It's like, you know, he, he is a decently, you know, you know, he is, he is not a mom and pop at this point. It is a decently sized company, <laughs> but these are military contracts, yeah. which means he's on a GSA schedule, which means that money comes every month on time as long as Congress has approved it. Now, when Congress, there's some special laws that go into effect when, uh, Congress doesn't approve budgets, he still has to provide the services even though he's not getting paid, but, um, you know, all that stuff is written By and, large, and you are, you are absolutely made whole after the fact, as long as that contract, you know, is good. So like I said, that, that, you know, is, is good buddy that comes on time unless mm-hmm. we, uh, <laughs> don't approve a budget or something like that and that gets you hemmed up. But, uh, but yeah, this, it's, it's a huge, huge opportunity, uh, you know, for this company. And like I said, he's relatively young. He's a 39 year old young man. His partner, right. I want to say roughly is the same age, I believe yep. is a, uh, you know, um, you know, you know, a lot, you know, um, you know, a Hispanic guy. I can't remember what his, uh, uh, you know, what his co-founder's name is. But, uh, yeah, this is, this is a big deal because you don't hear about, uh, you know, folks that look like us getting this size contract on a right. regular. Right. Um, that his is just is, um, Jose Reese. Right. Is his partner. So, and so he this, has like crypto tokens and, and has done a whole bunch of stuff in the, in the crypto blockchain space as well. So, so doing yeah, the article that we linked to just told you what happened, but it really didn't tell you about the company. So I was trying to go find, uh, you know, see if I can't find something on TechCrunch or find something in Business Insider or something on the company. And I was able mm-hmm. to find, uh, you know, just a couple of, uh, you know, white papers and stuff like that about what this company actually does. And basically they're developing, you know, they, they, they do development work, um, whether it be outsourced or insourced and, you know, they're adding consulting services. So it looks like particularly now that they got a 13 million, you know, 13 plus billion dollar deal. They're just going to be, become one of those companies. What do you need? We will service it uh, type organization, That's um, it. which a lot of government contractors are because, um, you know, the mill, you know, this stuff has to run, <laughs> it, it, you know, it, it, it's, it's got to work. So if we, and if it's you don't like, have the people in turn, it's not the sexy stuff, but he's getting a huge bag. Right. So, a you know, just a, a, a note to people who, again, is out here trying to get meetings at Andreessen, like go get a meeting with the government because <laughs> mm-hmm. that's where you go get your bag from. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind when all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync things just flow wherever you are tap the banner to go to monday.com hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Right. So y'all, let's get into... Uh, this last story that we're going to talk yeah. about, we're going to spend some time on it because I don't know if, if folks, if you were under a rock, maybe you didn't hear this, but, uh, 
the Supreme Court of the United States struck down uh, Roe v. Wade. So uh, real quick, did we think that when they leaked the news that they were going to do this, that they were going to change their minds? Oh, heck no. Okay. I just want to make sure. So make sure. I, I no. kind of felt like there was a slim, a very, very slim chance that the public pressure was <laughs> slim. I was being, I was being overly optimistic. <laughs> okay. Clearly. All right. All right. Um, you know, like, you know, I, part of me felt like it was a done deal, but I, I felt like with the, the, the swift, you know, backlash uh-huh. that, that came, you know, when the document leaked that, but then the, the, but that's the problem with, you know, no term limits in the Supreme Court. Like they, they didn't, they're not worried about their jobs. Mm-hmm. They're not worried about mm-hmm. reelection. They're not worried about mm-hmm. being reappointed. So mm-hmm. they can do whatever they want. That's, right. that's the problem here. Um, so the, so here's, here's what I think about that leak. I think the leak was absolutely intentional because I believe that the plan was let's make sure that Washington DC doesn't burn down. When this thing comes out in the summer. So I think that that's what it was. It was like, okay, well, it can change. So people were up in arms and they were marching there protesting and doing all the things they should do, but they weren't burning buildings down. And I think the thought was if we just come out and do this and nobody had any advanced warning, it, it will be something different. Yeah. So I think, you know, so I think that it was leaked on purpose. I don't think you're ever going to find out who did it or it's going to be a scapegoat who did it. But I think it was absolutely intentional that it did that. That is just that is not. I don't have any inside knowledge that tells me that. I've just been living here for fifty years, mm-hmm. and I think that that's how our government tends to operate. Yeah. So that that's that's just you know kind of what I think. That makes sense though. But anyway, because uh, this uh, you know fifty year uh, you know right has been taken away, um, you know from women, um, you got to be prepared. For um, doing things, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not preaching. I'm not telling anything. You know, anyone to go do anything or not to do anything. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that if you do decide to do something, or if you even decide to research something, you need to be careful because right. some of these laws they went into effect as soon as the ruling came out. Um, you know, th- there are multiple they states were to where laws. they were trigger laws. So as mm-hmm. soon as it happened. There are Planned Parenthoods or, or, or organizations such as that that literally have to cease operations as far as doing um, abortions are concerned. So so one of the things that, uh, you know, that you are seeing written into some of these laws, they are coming after not just the women having the abortions, not just the doctors or the nurses who are assisting in the abortions. They're coming after. Did Anybody. you give me a ride to the clinic to Aiding get a, an abortion? Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're coming after everyone. That's um, right. In some of these states. That's and right. people are saying, Oh, well, they're not, you know, it's, it, it, it always interests me when people will say things like, Oh, well, they're not going to do that. It's like, well, they wrote it into law so that they can. Right. So don't, don't assume it's like, you know, who's a mind you know, said this best when somebody tells you who they are, believe them the first time. There's no reason for you to be sitting there thinking, oh, well, they're not going to do this when they, they just passed a law. That far. Yeah. So they already planned to take it this far. They've had this in the works right. for years. All they were waiting to do was to was to get enough judges, enough justices on the Supreme Court to do it. And then the states could pull the trigger. And, and so it, this has been a, this has been a plan. And, and it, it sucks because it, it really does feel like 
the Republicans were playing chess while the Democrats were playing checkers on this oh, particular issue yeah. um, because they played the long game. They've been they've been fighting this for a long time. 50 years. I mean, this yeah, Ro- yeah. Roe was I think that was 73. Right. So we're talking about 49 years and some months since this thing mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, yeah. you know, it's literally childbearing women, you know, women of childbearing age all have lived under this. It's like, I, I don't think there's too many 50, 60, 70 year olds who are uh, having children at this time. I'm not saying it's not possible, but I'm just saying that's probably not the average. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go and guess that the average women is the average of what it's always been, uh, you know, generally between, you know, uh, 12 and 40, uh, right. you know, uh, generally without, you know, assistance in, in, in having children, maybe 45. So, um, so some th- so what is the tech angle of this? Yeah. You've got to be careful for what you do. Uh, we already have cases, uh, where people searched for contraceptives or they searched for morning after pills. Uh, they have to go to the hospital because they were having a miscarriage and that has been used to actually go back and prosecute people. Um, where they were found guilty and sent to prison. And this has already prison. happened. Absolutely. So the fact this has already happened. Before, uh, you know, Roe fell, we know that this is going to happen now. So you just need to, you know, protect yourself. There are things that you need to do. You know, you don't want to just be on your computer at the house or on your phone searching for this kind of stuff. You need to be behind a firewall. You need yes. to be behind so, a VPN. You, you know, there's things that you need to do. Let's talk about some, some, some specific things. You know, mm-hmm. I think a VPN or something like DuckDuckGo, a browser like DuckDuckGo or some browser that has enhanced privacy um, is definitely where you start. If you, if you plan to be Googling any of this stuff, um, you know, do it through a browser that has enhanced security. Uh, Brave, Firefox, DuckDuckGo are on mobile, easy to use, but again, a VPN would be even more um, private. Um, if you're calling anybody, you know, get a Google Voice number, or there are some um, uh, other apps called Hushed and Burner, but those do have a cost that will generate a temporary phone number, um, so it'll look like it's coming from a particular phone number, not your number, but Google Voice. Hushed or burner, and I'm getting all of this from uh, the Electronic Frontier Foundation's uh, webpage. They they are fighting for privacy rights and justice. It's it's not a, a you know pro choice per life thing. It's just this is a privacy thing mm-hmm. because the amount of data that you know is already being collected. Because in addition to your point, Rob, that two people have already been uh, prosecuted and jailed for you know somebody thinking they were looking for abortion services or something like that, it has also already been shown that you can anybody any person at all can go to the private market and purchase data geofence data mm-hmm. that shows where somebody was if they were near an abortion clinic or a planned parenthood or whatever you can literally just go buy this data on the open market so, so yeah so this is really problematic um, yeah. I'm glad you brought that point up because uh, w- what this means is that the police the authorities, that's they right. don't have to get warrants. They can just go buy the just data. Go buy the data, yeah. They can literally just go buy the data. 
um, is, you know, like, so you have to read sometimes what is in these, these end user, user license agreements, mm-hmm. um, you know, to see what you're giving up and what these companies ultimately will sell. But right now it is completely legal for the police. If they suspect you of doing something to buy data, scrub through that data that has your location data in it and see, were you here? Were you there? Did you buy this? Did you search for that? You know, they're able to That's purchase right. that data. I do believe that there is actual bipartisan legislation, uh, you know, uh, you know, in Congress right now to where they're, you know, they will, you know, they want to pass some laws that's going to stem that to where if you are the authorities, you would still have to actually get a warrant for the data that you're looking for. Um, but that's not a law yet. Um, you know, that's something that they that would ultimately have to get passed. So right now you have to just be very, very careful because it's like, you know, if and you, if, if you decide if to get, do get a warrant, most of these tech companies are not pushing back on that. Right. You know, there was an incident like not more than three months ago where some fake person impersonating police went to Facebook mm-hmm. saying we need this data and right. they just gave it to them. Yeah. So we talked about that. Like, yeah. It's just like, it is not hard at all to get your hands on our personal data, you know, and the amount that these companies are collecting is just so much and can get you down to the granularity of so much information and detail that it's just, it's, it's crazy. It's just absolutely crazy. So let's see. Yeah, what is um, even well, why do you look Go ahead. text messaging back and forth mm-hmm. with a doctor and people are saying, well, isn't that covered under, uh, you know, under yeah, HIPAA? HIPAA. No, if no. it's a crime involved now and, you know, in more than half the states very soon, if not, you know, with, you know, probably within the next 30 days, more than tw- I think it'll be 26 states within 30 days. It will be darn near illegal to have an abortion in, in over half the states in that country. So, um, mm-hmm. we're, you know, th- this is not like something that is maybe going to happen. This is something that happened last week. No, it's, it's, you, happened. You, you, yeah. it's already happened. So the, you know, the world as we know it has changed. I'm I'm curious as to uh you've already mentioned instances where people have been um can, well brought up on charges have been have been uh followed for their data as it relates to abortion and abortion rights and abortion laws. I'm curious however at how much is this going to be put in practice versus you being used as a um a one what is it what do they call that thing a one one um um just one thing that uh republicans can say we got to win so they can get their other followers to say okay well we're going to make sure we vote for you in the um midterms and in the uh uh presidents the election coming up because I don't believe, I don't think Biden is a shoe in to get reelected. And mm-hmm. my thinking, my, my assumption is as much pro-life as people are and pro-choice people are, the, the, the legislators, the people who push this through, uh, we're looking at this as let's see if we can get a win. So we can use this as leverage in the midterms and the upcoming. What do you mean use elected. what as leverage? I'm not just the fact that they that they pushed uh, that they got Roe v. Wade overturned, a win for the quote unquote conservatives, so they can use that as leverage to win the midterms and possibly win 
the upcoming presidential election versus actually saying, all right, now we got abortion is illegal. Now let's put in place all these things to actually convict and jail and and get all these people arrested or whatever the case may be. No, that no, that that no, stuff I, is I know, in place. Yeah, yeah that it, stuff it, is in place. But I'm, I'm curious as to how the the mouthpieces of this pro life stuff, the legislative uh, senators. Think of your Ted Cruz's. Think of your governors in Texas. You think of people down in Florida. You think of all these places to where they've been talking at this issue, how they're going to leverage that to just get it reelected versus saying at the core, this is my core belief. So as a result, I'm going to um, legislate this to the furthest extent of the law versus them just saying, ah, we won. Let's win the midterms. And then we'll be talking about something else. So they've been fighting this for. Oh, go ahead. I don't want to cut you off. Yeah, I'm just. I'm still trying to understand. Like, do you? Are you saying you don't think that all of the? the I'm asking the question. I don't know. No, that's why you. You're saying you don't know if all of the privacy stuff is actually going to be kind of used against us in this fight going forward because they got the abortion thing, so they're not going to dig into the weeds of the of the privacy part. To, to continue to try to like convict people, just all of it. Not, I'm not just, just saying, I'm, I'm, I'm just, just trying general. to get clear on the yeah, on no, the question. I, be- I believe they're going to use this to the fullest of their extent in every possible what way that they, they can have, absolutely they use it. Have been. Yeah, because like, they already have been. It's not like they're going to lessen up now that well, we we got this thing passed. We've been fighting for 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 fifty years. Let's lighten up on some of this other stuff. No, that that's not how they roll. Well, the woman um, in 2018 who got convicted. That's what they looked at. They looked at her Google searches and mm-hmm. the fact that she had searched for abortion pills and morning after and, and stuff like that. And and I think also like a uh, maybe a conversation she had had with um, with somebody else. Yeah, they prosecutors use Fisher's search history um, as evidence against her. So they're already doing all of these things that you know, violate our privacy. And, you know, I guess that is technically doesn't violate if we gave the information away, um, but that are, that are digging into our, they're already using it. They're already doing it. Now, Terrence, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but if I'm, if I'm following what you're saying, are you, are you asking the question, are there some Republicans who were down with this because that's, that was getting them reelected, mm-hmm. but they really ain't down with it. Right. Probably. Because, but what's the difference? But, you well, know, I'm, you know, I'm just asking probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it is it possible that there's somebody who was absolutely for the political reasons were they against this? Um, yes. Um, I, I believe that that's possible, but the end result is the same. This is what they voted for. This is what they stood on. So regardless of whether or not they really uh want, well, here's the difference. Everybody that is in Congress, this is not a problem for them. If 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 any anyone in Congress, if this if this was an issue for you know for someone in their family to where even though I've been saying that I you know that I'm I'm against this, but you know for whatever reason somebody close to me or me I I need to go have one, they have the wherewithal to go get one. Right. They can. So they can literally kinda, go you know, to you know. So so, so that, yeah. So. so that's kind of my point. It's like uh, oh, it's states' rights. So um, is is it really? A, this is what I believe at my core beliefs. Are you making abortions illegal across the board or are you just making abortions harder to get for those who have problems or who have to jump through extra hoops to actually get them? It's either I hate this or I just want to make it harder for everybody to get one, but no, it depends on the state. It depends on there's some states have made it impossible to get. Completely illegal. It's impossible to get. Yeah, right. 
some other <laughs> states where there's still the rape and incest exceptions and things like that. But so I'd be curious to see, uh, carrying along with my point, I'd be curious to see how hard the people, let's just say, let's just use Texas as an example, how hard Texas pe- pro-life people are going to push to, uh, say, California, you know, as an example, to kind of push abortion rights. Not to say, I, I, of course, Texas Texans can't push it, but, you know, convince Californians yeah, I don't, who are pro, no. pro-life. Yeah, I don't that's think that's so my, are they really? I don't think they're stopping here. This is this is not the final destination. Oh, you know, so so here's what happens. It is now pushed back to the states. So the states determine whether or not and how you can or cannot have an abortion. That's where the law is right now, which it was before uh, Roe uh, in, in, in 73. But the proponents of we don't want anybody ever having an abortion, they're not stopping. They don't want this to happen in California. They don't want this to happen in New York. They don't want this to happen in Massachusetts. They're going to continue to fight and try to, uh, you know, get those states to, uh, you know, change, you know, um, you know, as well. Um, that, you know, like I said, you know, for, for some, for some folks, this is my, my mission is to make sure that no woman in America can have an abortion. That, that is what their mission is. Yeah. Is every Republican who is, uh, pro-life, are, are they that diehard with it? I'm going to say not necessarily, but it doesn't matter. That's what right. their party supports. That's what their that's party's what ide- ideology is. Absolutely. So. That's what they support because in their mind, well, it doesn't really affect me. You know, I mean, and, and, and that, that's a problem with politics. You know, it, it's been like this since, the, you know, since politicians have been politicians. And, you know, All what's right. good for you is not necessarily what's good for me. All right. We're going to put a pin in that. We're going to go back to some tech because mm-hmm. there's some other things you can do. Um, you want to turn off your find my services when you're near or if you if you know you're leaving your house to go to a clinic, to go to a Planned Parenthood, turn off your find my services, turn off your location data on your phone um, so that they cannot track that. If you are using a period app, I would just recommend not doing that. I know some people really need to keep track of that for endometriosis purposes and, and other type of purposes. But, um, if you have to use a period tracking app, Yuki, E-U-K-I, that's the name of the app, has promised not to sell your data, to only collect, um, the absolute bare minimum amount of data that they need to, to, for you to use the app at all and to not hand over your data, um, to law enforcement. I'm not sure how they think they're going to get away with that, but, but Yuki, do they encrypt? Do they encrypt as well? I think they do. I think they, I do think they encrypt it as well. As well. So. Yeah. So, so Yuki would be the period tracker app that you should probably be looking at if you have to use an app. I would say pencil and paper at this point. Um, Signal and Telegram, of course, if you're texting, um, those those offer end-to-end encryption uh, messaging apps. So to make sure that you uh, don't get that. Um Images, make sure you remove them. If you took a picture of something just to keep it, you know, a top of mind or something, make sure you're deleting them and make sure you're emptying out your recently deleted folder as well, because they have that little folder at the bottom that they keep them pictures in for like 30 days um, that nobody thinks about. Uh, what else did I write down? Oh, and a separate email as well. If you're emailing uh, for information, Proton Mail and Tuta Noda are noted for being encrypted and, and super secure and private. So um, we just got to buckle down yeah. and, and really like uh, figure out how we can protect our digital footprints as, as best we can at this point. This is, this is, this is so sad. It's, it's so, so I, sad. I, 
I actually, uh, you know, like I said, this is all over all social media. Everybody's talking about it. And I was just looking at, uh, you know, actually people, uh, you know, in a, in a group chat that, you know, um, some family members, some friends, but it's just a big group chat, 60, 70 folks in there. And we're talking about this. And one of the things that was said was, so this is kind of like being in, you know, we got to treat our data like we are in China. Uh, or main, you know, mainland China, or we're like Somewhere. in Afghanistan, or, or or you know, in Pakistan, or yeah, that 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 is that is what honestly, you now have to do because honestly, um, don't don't get hemmed up because you believe that oh they're not going to really go after people. No, they really they've already been going after people. They've been you know, doing they've already done this prison time, and um, they're just looking for a reason. Yeah. And 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 because this data is so readily available. Um, again, you know, somebody spent $160 and, and got every person who was near a Planned Parenthood at a specific time, like literally every person that was in that vicinity, whether they were actually going into the clinic or not, they were able to buy that data for $160. So it's just like, you know, our, our data is not safe. Our data is not safe right now. No, you, you um, we've been talking about keeping your data safe for the entirety of this show, but, you know, just the three of us, you know, in general for years, for decades, we keep your data safe. Uh, Stephanie, this is one of the things that you do. I mean, this is what you do (laughs) for living. This this is what you do. But uh, I hate that it is something that is so disruptive to half of the people who live here. Yeah. uh, Over half the people who live here. Yeah. But, You've got to now start thinking about your data because, like I said, if you if you are researching this stuff and the police can find it and you live in one of these draconian states where they have the they literally are coming after you, they're coming after you. They've already done it. So don't assume that it's not going to happen to you. You've got to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. And I honestly believe the tech companies are going to whiff on this. You know, there's some, there's a couple of senator, a senator and a representative um, in Congress right now who are trying to get them to agree to like only collect information you need and, and kind of just ease up on the data collection in general. Um, I feel like the state's, that have these laws are going to put some other laws in place that say, you know, tech companies can't do X, Y, and Z, or they have to provide X, Y, and Z. And just like they do in, 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 in instances where like Europe cracks down and everybody now has to be cracked down on because they don't feel like picking and choosing where they crack down, they're going to do that here as well. And if, and if, 12 or 15 or 25 states decide to crack down, everybody's getting cracked down on. So I really feel like the, the tech companies don't have the, the balls really to, um, you know, really go no. against, yeah, to really say no. I, I, I don't mm-hmm. think so. So mm-hmm. we, we all going to be suffering. Mm-hmm. Right. That was, that was a heck of a discussion. I hate that yeah. we're having to have it, but it's a discussion that has to be had. Um, we have not had a spotlight. In a while <laughs> on the text, John. It's, it's been it's been several weeks, but we got a good one for you this week. So this week we are shining a spotlight on Dr. May Carol Jimison. Um, this week's spotlight shines on Dr. May Carol J- Jimison. 
the first black woman to travel into space, born in Alabama in 1956, but raised on the south side of Chicago. May wanted to become a scientist um, ever since she was a kid. After graduating from high school at 16, May attended Stanford University, earning degrees in chemical engineering and African-American studies. Then after Stanford, went on to earn a medical degree from Cornell University and served as a general practitioner in the Peace Corps from 83 until 85. From the time that May first saw Star Trek, um, she was a big Trekkie and a fan of Uhuru, um, Nichelle Nichols. Um, when she was a child, she knew that she wanted to go into space while still serving at the Peace Corps. She submitted her application to NASA and was notified that she was invited to interview in 1986 before entering the program in 1987. After nearly six hard years of training and preparation, Dr. Jemison became the first black woman to travel to space um, as a mission specialist on the space shuttle Endeavor on September 12, 1992. Mm-hmm. After leaving NASA in 93, Dr. Jemison founded the Jemison Group Incorporated, a consulting firm which considers the social-cultural impact of technological advancements um, and design on people. Dr. Jemison also founded the Dorothy Jemison Foundation for Excellence and named the foundation in honor of her mother. Over the years, Dr. Um, excuse me, Dr. W- um, Jemison was, uh, has received numerous awards and institutions, including the National Women's Hall of Fame, the International Space Hall of Fame. She had five public schools named after her, um, and she has nearly a dozen honorary doctorate degrees. So when when I say that the list is long, there literally is like there are several dozen things. Um, the, the cool ones were she got five schools, like I think it's like three high schools, a couple of middle schools or no, th- uh, two high schools, a, a couple of middle schools and elementary school that are named after her. Um, so this young lady. Like, so she's just, I believe, like 65, 66 years old. So she's still doing her thing. Um, but right after she, uh, came back from space, she sits a huge, uh, Trekkie, uh, was it a LeVar Burton found out how big of a uh, Star Trek fan she was. So she actually was in an episode of Star Trek TNG. I think I saw that. I I think I saw that episode. And, um, I, I've definitely seen it because I've seen them all, but, um, I remember the episode because like I'm kind of a, I'm a Trekkie light, but also she actually became, um, very, very good friends. Um, you know, with, uh, Nichelle Nichols. Um, and they're still friends to this day, even though, you know, she is, you know, going through some, you know, struggles, dimensions, stuff like that, you know, that, you know, she, she still checks in on her and sees her and all that kind of stuff. So, um, it, it just shows you the power of that show. When you see people in space that look like you, you may say, you know what? I'm going to space. I mean, really, that, that is her story. She saw a black woman in space. Ooh, I want to do that. It's now possible. And then she became the first black woman actually in space. Well, and she was she was my Nichelle Nichols, because when she went into space, I was working at a NASA facility and I was just like, oh, we got a black woman in space. I'm like, I'm going to be an astronaut. Like I was I was determined at the time. It kind of faded pretty quickly when I realized everything you had to do and go through and everything like that. I was like, eh, maybe not. Um, But yeah, it was it was a huge deal to be, you know, at a site and 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 watching her, you know, make that history and stuff like that. I mean, I was just like, oh man, you know, black it was just it was just unheard of and it was such a point of pride and and I was just happy to be there and and be in in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that uh, matters. It does. Yeah, w- today in 2022, just over 600 people have been to space. This was 30 years ago. 
So who knows what the number was then? But if you just really think about it, she even tells you what the episode was. It was the episode. I can't think of the name of the episode of the original uh, series, but it was when uh, there was something that affected all the men (laughs) on the ship. So Huru basically had to take over with all the women on the ship and take over and solve and fix the problem. So it was straight up, you know, girl power on on, on that particular episode. And she said, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go to space. So it just, you know, like I said, the reason I'm harping on this is that positive images, when you actually can see somebody do something that I, I can, if she's doing it, I can do it. Now, th- there was no, there was no women in space at that time when she saw that, let alone black women. But the fact that, you know, Star Trek was so far advanced and it actually had a black woman who was a major character and, you know, literally she, 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 you know, she, she did her thing on, you know, on that ship. You know, she was an officer. The fact that, you know, you know, a young lady could actually see that and say, that's what I want to do. And then actually make that happen, you know, 25 years later is is just crazy to me. So that is our that is our uh, spotlight this week. Dr. May Carol Jemison. Dr. Jemison. Yay. And now that we are at the end of the show, um, we always give a shout out to our new patrons and we do have one this week. Uh, want to give a shout out to Mr. Rust. That is the, uh, the name, um, that, uh, he is going by. <laughs> um, so Mr. Rust, thank you for, uh, holding the show down for us. We really appreciate you. Absolutely. So that's it. The time to wrap it up. Sure. So Miss Tech Life Steph. Why don't you tell the folks how they can get to you? You can follow me all around the web at Tech Life Steph. Um, I should have information here and I don't. I'm going to be participating in a um, webinar around Roe v. Wade and, and, and I'll be speaking specifically on the data privacy implications. Um, but there'll be all kind of physicians and, and other folks talking about all the other sort of implications of it. Um, I believe on July 7th, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, just follow my socials at Tech Life Steph. I'm sure I'll post something about it. And we'll put it in the show notes on this episode when you, uh, get it as well. Yep. And you can find me everywhere on the internet at Brother Tech, B-R-O-T-H-A-T-E-C-H. And I am at Rob Dunwood on all the things. And we also are at the Tech John on all the things. So hit us up on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. We're not on TikTok yet. We still feel some kind of way about TikTok. But but the the main stuff the grown folks use, that we're, we're on that. <laughs> like we, we doing as much as we can right now. <laughs> all, right. all right. Until we meet again in one week's time. Peace. Peace. 